Muggles with Attitude is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that armadillos are able to reproduce asexually? But they don't because armadillos love to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I did not know that. (laughs) For more armadillo facts, to unlock bonus content, and to find out how you can access episodes a day early, check us out at patreon.com slash club. Hello there, you're listening to Muggles with Attitude. We are reading J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter series of novels. I am Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Micah Sparkman. And today we're going to be covering chapters 20 through 24 of the fourth book in the Harry Potter series, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Previously, Moody practices his unforgivable curses on the student body, and we learn more about the Triwizard Tournament rules. Delegations from the other competing schools arrive with some flashy-ass transportation, and Dumbledore uses a wizard cup to pick the wizard champions. In the least surprising turn of events ever, Harry turns out to be one of those champions, in spite of a lengthy list of reasons that that's a terrible idea. Yeah, the, the book isn't called Harry Potter and His Friend and the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> that's right. I mean, like, we knew where this was going. It's not really a spoiler, but whatever. As a result, Ron's mad at Harry, and Harry is mad at Ron for being mad at him. Uh, and you got to wonder at what point Her- Hermione is just going to tell them both to fuck off and form an army to support the house elf uprising or something. Uh, anyway, Harry uses his connections to totally cheat the system and gain an unfair advantage. I uh, wonder where he learned that little trick. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 20, The First Task. First of all, I really love that there's a book called Men Who Love Dragons Too Much. <laughs> I wrote that down too. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that? I mean, what is that? I mean, exactly. I mean, would Hagrid be one of these people that loves dragon too much? Or is there like more loving dragons? That's what I was wondering. It's like Hagrid loves dragons like a lot, maybe too much, but like, like, is there like a too, too much, like (laughs) an uncomfortable amount of love for a dragon? Trying to get some dragon D. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Dragon destiny. Yeah. Dragon destiny. (laughs) Yeah. Cause you know, Harry, when he finds out that he's got a dragon problem, he immediately recruits Hermione, which means... They go to the library. That's that's kind of Hermione's solution. Yeah, but that's like the smartest thing he's done. Yeah, you're right, and and honestly, like it's not the that's not the wrong answer. However, the the library doesn't really solve this for them. No, they're having trouble finding a a spell that he can do that'll help him get past the dragon. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It does this. This does do something that really annoys me because there's it is annoying to me in a plot when there's supposed to be an answer to something and you're about to get the answer and then for some reason that person can no longer be there which is what happens here yeah yeah but they're trying to figure it out what that is and it seems like everybody wants to help harry with this task yeah i know he's got like everyone just like lining up to give harry some help mm-hmm. uh it, it's funny because um you know harry decides to do like the the fair thing right and he's like i'm gonna tell cedric so he just destroys Cedric's school supplies. It makes him complicit in his cheating. And I'm like, Harry, are you really helping this guy out? <laughs> like, he's like, I'm going to destroy his bag and like smash all his ink pots on his books. And then I'm going to tell him about the dragons. Well, I mean, he did tell him about the dragons. That's something. I guess. I, just I think feel... he's doing C. Diggs a solid. C. Diggs. I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I think that it was the right thing to do. You know? Yeah. 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 I just still Where imagine... I still imagine him, like, grabbing his books, throwing them on the floor, and being like, it's dragons, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what happened, right? <laughs> it is, basically. <laughs> and but, Cedric's like, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it was the right thing to do, I think. Yeah. It was the decent thing to do. Yeah. You and, know, bring him in on the cheating circle, so everyone's cheating. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Then nobody can rat on anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? Mm-hmm. No like, one talks, everyone walks. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and Mad-Eye Moody hears Harry Potter warning him, and... He takes him to his office, and his office is awesome. Oh, I know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just, like, showing Harry around, showing him all his, like, magic defenses, and Harry is taking careful notes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> he's like, this is my mirror that shows me the foes. And Harry's like, hmm, I see. He's like, and I have the sneakoscope that is disabled, and Harry's like, ah, yes. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the sneakoscope is just going crazy around here. I had to turn it off. <laughs> Harry's like, oh, yeah. That's really Too bad. weird. <laughs> But yeah, his his office is great, mm-hmm. and and you know Moody's Moody's real nice about everything. Like he's uh, 
I guess he he hears Harry overhears Harry doing this thing. He's like, you know what? That was a really decent thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I guess he wants to help him because of that, or does he just want to help him because he likes Harry? And I, but I think this is kind of it's a little silly because Moody's like, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Uh, but uh, so just like, what are you good at? And Harry's like, I'm not really good at anything. He's like, No, no. What's the one thing that you're best at? And Harry's like, oh, I don't know. Quidditch. He's like, Yes, that's it. Now, what if the, what if you could use Quidditch to beat the dragon? He's like, I, I don't. There's no quit. I, don't, I won't have my broom. He's like, what if you could use a spell that would make it so you could use your broom? It's just like, okay, fucking moody. Come on, man. This, this reminded me of a video game. Uh-huh. And these books, unlike the Wheel of Time books, don't often remind me of a video game. But this was like the NPC telling the player exactly what to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's funny because it's like, Moody's like really softballing this, right? And Harry barely gets it. It's just like, he's oh, like, man. well, I can fly around really fast on my broom, but that has nothing to do with dragons. <laughs> and you can see like Mad Eye Moody's eye rolling, like, okay, <laughs> what if you could fly really fast around the dragon? <laughs> it's like Hogwarts champion, ladies and gentlemen, sharp as a beach ball. <laughs> Yeah, Harry obviously did not get into the Triad Wizard Championship for his intellectual abilities. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. <laughs> so Hagrid helps Harry cheat. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry helps C. Diggs cheat. Mm-hmm. Mad-Eye Moody helps Harry cheat. And later Bagman tries to help Harry cheat. Uh-huh. But he's already been helped to cheat so much that he's like, ah, <laughs> I don't need, <laughs> it's fine. I don't need any more cheating help. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't waste my time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, you know, at this point he knows what he's... he's uh, what he's going to do thanks to Matt I Moody spelling it out explicitly for him. <laughs> and he's like, off to cram. This is like the spell he doesn't, like, he, he never learned the spell. He's supposed mm-hmm. to, but he's like, he's not great at school. So I'm just imagining Matt I like pulling down a blackboard and like drawing a picture with a little stick figure. Harry, this is you. Yeah, like, this is dragon. He's like, no, yeah. that's not me. That's a stick figure. <laughs> you need to get up high. Dragons fly. Can you fly? He's like, no, I don't think I can fly. He's like, what about when you play Quidditch? He's like, well, I'm not flying. I have a broom. He's like, yes, the broom. That's right. That's very good. You want me to sweep the dragon? <laughs> you want me to teach the dragon to play Quidditch? I don't understand that. But Quidditch season is canceled this year. <laughs> Although I do admit it'd be a pretty good beater. But no. Yeah. Uh, yes. This whole chapter has pretty good anticipation, I felt, building oh, yeah. up to this dragon fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this book is actually written well to a, like a competent level. Well, I mean... Several I, of these chapters are compelling to read. W- wasn't the first book her first book ever? Am I, am I wrong about that? I have no idea. It was her first published book ever. Yeah. So, so I mean, like, it wouldn't be surprising if the quality of the books improved as we went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so, wait, Jeff, are you saying you're actually enjoying reading this book? I'm not hating it. All right. That's, <laughs> hey. This is an improvement. We'll, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because, you know, like, Harry's kind of panicking and, and not, not feeling great. And they're just like frog marching about out of the dragon fields. Like, <laughs> He's like, in the room with the champions and they're all like losing their shit kind of <laughs> pacing around. To, it's like, this is an incredibly dangerous thing. It's like, I think this is a Saw movie and we're yeah, in right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're, they're, literally the challenge is there's a dragon right there. Do something. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go up to the dragon and take something from the dragon. Figure it out. <laughs> they tell you the golden egg. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, you know, stealing an egg from a dragon is not, you know. Probably not. What would they have done if none of, no one, none of them had known that they were going to be dealing with a dragon? Like, they all cheated, right? Yeah. What would happen to them if they had not cheated? I guess they'd be dead. They right? did say a lot of people Probably. die in the Triwizard Tournament. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Maybe so- it's really a test of cheating. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Could be. I totally want a little animatronic dragon mini. I know. The little models that they have that are like little live dragons. I was like, I want that. That I is know. so cute. And they blow little puffs of, of fire. Just That'd be so cute. I know. I'd, 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 I'd take one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they make a whole production out of this blood sport. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's not unlike Gladiator, right? That, that's exactly the feeling I had. Is like this is like the Colosseum, right? Yeah. All these people still seeing around that somebody might die, and they're all kind of excited about it. Yeah, but instead of a trained fighter, it's an ele- a fourteen-year-old. That's right. Yeah, which makes it even well, more. No, three of them are seventeen-year-olds. Oh, that's right. Let's be fair. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, <laughs> forget that. 
And yeah. yeah, oh, and, and yeah, you mentioned this, but but Dagman pulls him aside, like from the tent, is like, "Hey, man, you want me to help you cheat?" And he's like, "No, no, I've got this." Yeah, no, <laughs> I've already, already I'm, I'm like capped out on cheating right now. <laughs> what yeah. would Bagman have done though at that last moment like that? I don't Given know. Him, like, there's I, something up with Bagman. You think yeah, so? I would say so. Just like besides his name. Well, besides his name, yes, yeah. Ludo. You know, his name is Ludo. Right? It means games. It means game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Good. I didn't know that. Way to go, J.K. Rowling. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. Ludo Bagman has some kind of in- interest in Harry Potter mm-hmm. that I don't understand yet. Everyone has an interest in Harry Potter. Like Ludo Bagman is like literally the 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 fortieth person who's been like Harry. I love you. You're amazing. That's a good point. Dumbledore yeah. likes Harry Potter. Hagrid likes Harry Potter. Like all of his, you know. It's just, yeah, it seems like every you know. In fact, the only person who doesn't is Snape, right? Right, and Karkaroff. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. presumably Baby Voldemort. Mm, I don't know. Maybe Voldemort might want to hang out with Harry Potter. Maybe that's what he's really after. Not killing him, but just like being his friend. <laughs> the little Bagman thing to me seems really obvious, though, because just a few chapters ago, he was heavily betting on the match, the Quidditch match he was refereeing. So I'm guessing he's betting on Harry to win. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. He's probably making some money. Oh, yeah, that would explain it. I can't tell if that's a really good bet to bet on Harry or if it's a really terrible one. It's a good bet if you're helping him cheat. <laughs> well, notice that Bagman hasn't actually been able to help Harry yet. He always shows up too late or Harry blows him off or something. True. So I wonder if maybe he wasn't about to give Harry some bad advice. Like, crawl down the dragon's throat. (laughs) They they hate that. (laughs) The the secret that nobody knows about dragons is if you dive into their mouth, they can't do anything about it. So maybe he put Harry Potter's name in the Goblet of Fire. I still think it was Crouch. Why why Crouch again? Because he was just acting funny. Okay. But the the match happens and Harry does a really good job and it's so horrifying that Ron finally forgives Harry. It it occurs to me that Harry didn't have a plan B and like considering how bad he is at this spell, he really should have had a plan B. That's what I was wondering too. He's just standing there waiting for his broom to show up. Like if that broom didn't show up, yeah. What would he have done? What would he have done? Presumably get eaten by a dragon. I guess I don't know. Probably. Yeah, I wonder if Madame Pomfrey can put him together from Dragon Dookie. I mean, wizard, wizard spells are pretty good, right? Well, actually, it'd be pretty easy because dragons actually regurgitate like owls. So it would have just <laughs> the skeleton back up. Yeah. And then it's really easy to regrow someone from a skeleton. It's the world. opposite of skelly grow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fleshy grow. I don't know. Body grow. Body grow. But he's like, he's like, he's doing some crazy like broom flying. And you're like, is he like looking to get scouted here? Because, he, you know, he's like Bagman's there, Crumb's there. Mm-hmm. There's some like Quidditch heavyweights there. Yeah, I'm surprised that Crumb didn't think of doing this. Yeah, I mean, like he's presumably even better flyer than right, Harry, he's, right? He's, I was about to say he's a champion seeker, but he's like a close to a champion seeker. <laughs> he's not like exactly a, a champion. Yeah, no, there's uh, only one champion seeker. Yeah, th- this action scene was really good. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter... Flying around and, and trying the dragon in knots and distracting it and stuff. Yeah, because that stupid dragon doesn't even know how to play Quidditch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I could definitely visualize it. Yeah, it was pretty fantastic. It was, mm-hmm. it was uh, a good action scene for sure. I guess Crumb just didn't have 20 billion different people trying to help him be like, what are you really good at? Flying. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like, draw him a little picture. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but he gets the golden egg. He has this... He ties for the highest score, I think, with C-Dig. Uh, no, with Crumb. Is it with Crumb? Yeah, because... Uh, C-Dig's got his face burned off. Yeah, that's right. He Just a little Which is a, a only half for you in the points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Crumb actually wins because cheating, right? Like, it occurred to me in this moment that it's a little bit of a problem that three-fifths of the judges have a... Uh, a clear conflict of interest in this, right? Mm-hmm. So, of course, Karkaroff just bags, sandbags the score, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, he draws Harry down and gives Chrome a good score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but, it's only stopping them from doing that, I guess. Yeah, right. But luckily, the next task isn't until February, and they have to do something with the golden egg that they caught. Yeah, yeah. the egg is a clue for the next task. I thought that was kind of clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, so, if you don't succeed at this task, are you just supposed to be dead? Like, you can't go on to the next task? I mean... I don't know. I guess. I, well, I mean, I think that they, they don't. The egg is in the next task. The egg is a clue for the next task. So you'll have a disadvantage on the next, next oh, task. Oh, okay. Like you didn't get that power up. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. I don't think they would let you out of the stadium until you either got the egg or you died. That's really? a good point. Like the rules. The rules of the Goblet of Fire is you play or you 
you know, the goblet eats you. So, so they, <laughs> the <goblet eats> <laughs> so the, the champion could just be laying there in a, in a mound crying for days. I guess so. I mean, we know how wizards are with Quidditch, right? Their, their matches can go on for months. So, I mean, like... What if your strategy was you just sit there and you wait for all the dragon's eggs to hatch and the dragon takes its hatchlings and flies away, leaving the golden egg? What if the dragon... Well, I, I assume the dragon would think that that last golden egg was still an egg and would just keep waiting. Dragons are smarter than that, I think. Are they? You know, I, don't I don't know. I don't know how smart dragons are in the wizard world. Alice, tell us. I have no idea. You're the dragon expert. <laughs> oh, that's true. Dragons are, are, are very intelligent. Um, they're violent, but they're intelligent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These dragons seem dumb. I think that this... Like, I, they, they fell for Harry Potter's stupid fly in a circle thing? Yeah, they think they probably uh, found dumb dragons. Like, they had to go look, you know? They picked <laughs> the ones that were dumbest. The dumbest dragons. <laughs> hey, guys, you want a free trip to England? <laughs> bring my eggs with me. It's fine. <laughs> Chapter 21, the House Elf Liberation Front. Which I guess spells out Elf. Is that better than Spew? Probably? Yes, yes that's better than Spew. Elf is better than Spew. It's not great. <laughs> Hermione needs some help with her acronym. She's such a, she's so smart. You'd think she could do this bit, but yeah, she needs a marketer. Why did she call it the House Elf Liberation Front? Liberation Front is just sort of a, a name for a revolutionary organization. Okay. But I think Ron is actually the one who gives this particular name. I don't think Hermione, Hermione is yeah. interested in that. Yeah, she's still with Spew. Kind of the idea is that global socialism is, is one movement over the whole world and has different fronts in different countries. So uh, you say, we're the American front. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I mean, I'm assuming that there's house elves all over the world. Uh, I mean... I mean, no. I mean, probably a lot of the other countries have banned slavery. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good question. So do you think American wizards are okay with house elves? Because, you know... No, I mean... Well, okay. Do American wizards need house elves? Because maybe American wizards still have slaves. Oh, maybe. Right? Oh, wizards are yeah. very old-fashioned. Uh, that's true. They didn't. They are with the times. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. American wizards are racist. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> but uh, they, they have a big old celebration party, and Harry opens the egg, and it's just crazy screechy wailing yeah the clue is screaming which i assume means that the second task is going to involve involve some suffering you know pain the second thing is pain or cats or cats yeah Mm -hmm. yeah or painful cats Mm -hmm. yeah like we learn again that haggard has no fucking clue what he's doing with these scroots like it's just like you know he's he's uh this is his job but uh, he just doesn't have any any clue and uh every time they describe rita skeeter all i can think is like i don't like rita skeeter but she can fucking dress. She has the coolest <laughs> yeah. outfits. She's a, uh, you know, she, what is it? She's in some like acid green thing with like purple, like a purple cape or something like that. Like, man, she's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. so, awesome. Cool. She's got a persona. That's right. And I respect that. But Hermione's figured out from Freddie and George how to get into the kitchen. So they go and they re-meet Dobby and Winky. Yeah. Dobby is now working there. Dobby's having a great time. Yeah, you know, as you mentioned, the, the Hermione is doing the whole, like, wants to kind of show them what she's found in the kitchens. Mm-hmm. And they're being, like, assholes about it. And I'm just, all I could think was, like, you know, Hermione just spent two weeks tutoring Harry's lazy ass in, like, a spell, right? And the least he can do is pretend to be enthusiastic about her. I know, <laughs> her right? Whole game, right? Like, not even help her with it, just not shit on her. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's assholes about it. Mm-hmm. Although she mentions that. She has to go to Arithmancy, and her professor is Professor Victor. Uh-huh. That's awesome. I want to go uh-huh. to that class. That sounds fascinating. That, that, would, be, that would be your class, wouldn't it? Professor Victor? Yeah, with Arithmancy. <laughs> what does it even mean, Arithmancy? Is it like math magic? I, I looked it up, and it's this idea that numbers are like have magical properties. Yeah, I assume yeah. it's like numerology. Oh, uh, okay. I count like the numbers of the letters in your name and add them all together and look it up in the Torah or something. Oh, okay. That sounds fine. Yeah, I looked it up, and it didn't seem like the sort of thing that Hermione would actually be into. But I guess uh, J.K. Rowling was looking for something that was like mathy. Yeah. But man, I I wish I could go into these kitchens. They sound amazing. I know, and and yeah, we we get like a little peek behind the curtain because there's like the they have these tables that are mirroring the tables in the 
What's it called? The Great Hall. The Great Hall, right. Mm -hmm. So that's how they get the food on the tables is they lay this food out and then it transfers it to the other table. I thought that was really cool. It is super cool. And just everything they describe about the kitchen, they've got the pots and pans everywhere and the big old fireplace. It sounds great. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's pretty nifty. Mm-hmm. Which, that's where I would be all the time. The Hufflepuff uh, common room is quite close. Which is why the, the reason that I'm glad that I got assigned to Hufflepuff because mm -hmm. I would be in those kitchens all the time. Yeah, I would too. If I was in Hufflepuff, I'd weigh like 400 pounds. I'd just move my bed in there and be like, that's fine. I'm just going to sleep in the kitchens. Are there fat wizards? They all wear robes. How would you know? Oh, yeah. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. I'm sure there's spells to like... They, descri they, they describe some people as stocky, which is not exactly the same thing, but I know that they're like thick wizards, mm. you know? Are they, yeah, I've heard Ms. Weasley described as stout, Yeah. Um, but... I mean, give her a break. She's had like 20 children. That's true. <laughs> it's, hard to, it's hard to come back from something like that. <laughs> and Dobby's having a great time. Winky's having a rough time. That's right. So so the, so Dobby is there in the kitchen, and I guess he's been there for a little bit. And I was all I could think was, wait, I'm trying to remember where we left, left off. Are we happy to see Dobby? Because I feel like the last time we saw Dobby, he was spending a lot of time trying to kill Harry Potter. I think Harry Potter is intended to be happy to see Dobby, but... I am worried. <laughs> Dobby is a massive problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and and he's resulted in a lot of harm to Harry in the past. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's, he's unpredictable, and he's extremely powerful. Uh huh. And he's obsessed with Harry Potter. Uh huh. Yeah. So, like, who am I describing? Voldemort or Dobby? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, Dobby is Voldemort. Shit. <gasps> That explains it. It's not a baby Voldemort. It's Dobby. It was Dobby. Oh, my God. All along. <laughs> it was Dobby the whole time. Wake yeah, up, and the, the guy was shocked because he was wearing a tea cozy on his head. <laughs> oh, that's so weird. Why would you wear that on your head? <laughs> <Dead>. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but we learned that nobody would hire Dobby because they because uh, nobody wants to pay him. They're like, the point of households is you don't pay them. I was like, okay. Whoa. Wow. Uh -huh. Wow. Uh, but you know he's he's um, making what ten? Oh, he's making a galleon a week. He get a galleon a week, and he gets like one day off a month. When uh, Dumbledore wanted to give him ten galleons a week and weekends off, and Dobby was like, "No, no, no, too much freedom, too much money," <laughs> which is weird. Yeah, and and even like even t so, it, it, I think we figured out a galleon is about twenty dollars, right? Like approximately. Did we? I thought we did that math like last book or something. I don't remember. We were trying to calculate the cost of the fireball. Mm -hmm. Either way, yeah, it's it's not a lot of money. So even 10 galleons a week is like not much. Like Dumbledore is lowballing in there. <laughs> well, you get free room and board. I mean, you have to make all your own food. But no, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, like you mentioned, Winky's there as well. And, you know, Winky's the, the, the house elf who got fired by Crouch earlier this book. Yeah. And she's in a bad state. She's really, really worried about him. And she says that Bagman is a bad wizard. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it's based on something she knows from Mr. Crouch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but she won't say what it is because she's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dobby's still doing the thing but where he beats he... himself up whenever he says something about his old masters. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, the Malfoys are assholes. Bang, bang, bang. Come on, yeah. we'll read you that, Dobby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I... It was interesting. He mentions that he has to do that because elves can't speak ill of their masters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you're even asking these enslaved elves, do you like being enslaved? Could they tell you no? That's no. a great question. Right? They probably have to say punish themselves. Yeah, they probably have to say no. We love this because I keep, I keep going back and forth. If these elves really do love being in servitude and they hate getting paid and they hate being respected, then it's fine. But how would you know that? Because they can't tell you that. Mm -hmm. They can't tell you one way or the other. That's a great point. I didn't even think about that. But you're right. You're totally right. Mm -hmm. They literally have to punish themselves. If they speak ill of their masters. Right. Yep. So at the end of this, this encounter, uh, Dobby's like, oh, can I come visit you? And Harry's, for some reason, like, yeah, that's fine. You can come visit me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because, yeah, yeah Dobby just... has a really good understanding of, like, personal boundaries, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's invite Dobby over. Chapter 22, The Unexpected Task. It's time for the Yule Ball. Yeah, wizard dance. Mm -hmm. We got nifty. some wizard puberty going on here. Or as I like to call them, whiz pube. <laughs> <laughs> whiz pube, that's good. Uh -huh. Harry okay. has a huge crush on a girl named Cho Chang. She's the prettiest girl in the year above him, and she's very popular. Mm -hmm. 
And she's a Quidditch player. And she's a Quidditch. She's a secret. Yeah. There's so much in common. So mm-hmm. much. Yeah. There's yeah. so much to talk about. I bet. Uh, I found this chapter to be nightmarish. <laughs> like, because you can imagine how horrible it would be? Yeah, right? Because they, they tell Harry specifically... He has to get a date for the Yule Ball because I, he has to dance to start the dance. I know. I was like, that is not cool. I, I, if and I were a middle schooler or high school, was it high school or middle school? I'd be in. I guess it'd be high school. Yeah. I would have been mortified. Yeah, it'd be terrible, right? And, and Harry has been living in a box for most of his life. <laughs> he doesn't know how to dance, right? Yeah, he doesn't know how to dance. He doesn't know how to talk to girls. He can't do any of this stuff. Those are all good points. Yeah, but... Yeah, this, this, this seems like the worst thing that could possibly happen, right? Like... Just run and jump into the lake and die. Here's the thing, though. Like, that is, while that is absolutely true of, like, literally anyone else, Harry Potter is, like, prime, like, prime dating material of the school, right? Yeah. Like, he's, like, he's got, like, he's a bad boy rule breaker, Quidditch star, who fights dark wizards for funsies, right? Famous and rich. Yeah. He's got a scar that he got killing the, like, the ultimate evil. Mm -hmm. Like, the ladies are going to be, like, all over in, that. In fact, they are in this chapter. There's, like, a whole succession of honeys that he's <laughs> going through. He has to beat them off with a shit-covered stick. As <laughs> it's a little sad because, like, one of the, the, the first girl who approaches me is just like, no. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, dude. It's like, chill out a little bit, you know? I felt this was written very true to form, though, for what it, it, it reminded me of all the worst parts of middle school. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But then you see the ones who are a few years over. I, I don't know if it's Fred or George, but they're, I think it's Fred. He's like, hey, Angelina, you want to go? She's like, okay, sure. I love that part. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, Angelina. <laughs> She's like, what? He's like, you want to go to the ball? She's like, she looks at him for a little bit. He's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I... I actually really love that little bit because it, it throws into sharp relief Ron and Harry's complete failure to find dates. <laughs> I know. He's just like, oh, yeah, this is how you do it, you know? And, and like, you know, Harry's got a lot a lot going for him. Ron is not, right? Like, I feel, I feel a little bad for Ron, but it's also kind of his fault. Like, he's kind of an asshole. Yeah, he is an asshole. Like, you know... He's an asshole to Hermione throughout this chapter, she keeps telling him, you guys got to get dates. And he's like, ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to find a pretty, you know, find a pretty girl or whatever, you know. Even mm-hmm. if she's a jerk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, and, he, and he talks about Hermione like, okay, well, I'll just fall back to Hermione. Hermione, you go with me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I yeah. know. He's a jerk. huge dick about it. Yeah, they do have eventually get around to asking people out and both of them like crash and burn because... Because uh, they waited. Because they like waited weeks. too long, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, Ron, because he asks about Fleur de la Cour, who's like, why the fuck would. What, who did. She doesn't know you, you know? And, mm-hmm. you know, you're. And she's 17. And she's 17. He's 14. He's 14. That's a little weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, and, and then, of course, Harry. It seems like Cho actually wanted to go with Harry. Possibly. Yeah, I know, right? But he waited till like Club the last it. possible minute. So, Or she was just being really nice. She's like, oh, I could go with this like 14-year-old pimply kid who needs a haircut. Or I could go with C. Dig, the han- most handsome man in the school. <laughs> that is true. Mm-hmm. But I, what I do know is that Cedric Diggory just made the murder list. <laughs> <laughs> like, dark arts professors, dark arts professors, Cedric Diggory. <laughs> It's like, oh, oh that's unfair. Come on. <laughs> C-Diggs didn't do anything. It doesn't matter. He's on Harry's shit list now. Yeah, it's not, it's not his fault. Yeah. It's Harry, you know? He's like, Harry just got an eye for murder. Mm-hmm. He's like, Arya Stark, he's just saying, Mad-Eye Moody. So you're <laughs> saying C-Diggs is not going to survive this. I, I think not. that Harry Potter is has a has a history of killing people on his list. And I think that it's pretty clear Cedric Diggory just made that list. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, for for a couple of dudes who just got shot down, they're like assholes to Neville too. Mm-hmm. Remember, Neville uh, Neville asks out Hermione, and and then they're like, oh, who would want to go with Neville? She probably made up the fact that she already had a date just so she wouldn't have to go with him. Uh, yeah, like, like, dude. God, I mean, mm-hmm. Neville's their Neville, friend, right? At least Neville asks somebody, you twats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But so Hermione does have a date. But she won't tell him who it is because they're fucking assholes. <laughs> I know. She's like, he'd probably make fun of, fun of me for it. And it's like, yeah, they probably would because they're assholes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and then Harry's like, well, this is a desperate time for desperate measure. And he goes and, I guess, asks out the prettiest girl in his grade. And she's like, okay. I'm bring my Harry twin Potter. sister for Ron. I know. Oh, sure. man. Mm-hmm. Chapter 23, The Yule Ball. 
I just want to start by saying Hogwarts Christmas sounds incredible. Yeah, it's pretty rad. It's be- like all the decorations are amazing. Like they taught the armor to sing or something. Uh-huh. It's like I thought that was pretty cute. Yeah, all the decorations sound amazing. They get to actually have like snowball fights. Yeah, it mm-hmm. sounds like a pretty pretty awesome day. So yeah, this weird white thing outside right? called snow. Yeah. <laughs> Crystalline water drifts down from the sky. So that's a wizard thing, right? Like that's not a thing that happens in real life. I think it's something that happens in Angland. Angland. <laughs> Ang- that's but that's that's a made up wizard place, right? <laughs> You're right. Uh, I so I think in this chapter it became obvious that Ron's fault is his own, right? That he oh. can't get a date. Oh Absolutely. yeah. Because there's a scene in here where chicks are just digging on pigwidgeon. Because uh-huh. Pigwidgeon is super cute. Like, mm-hmm. dude, that's your angle, right? It's like, you got a cute fucking little owl. Like, the, the ladies would be all over it. Oh, yeah, you want to play with my little owl? Yeah, he's real cute, isn't he? Mm-hmm. No, he's an asshole about it. Yeah, no, he's a jerk about it. He, like, goes and, like, grabs Pigwidgeon and tells him to, like, fuck off. And throws him out a window. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and the girls are just looking at him, like, in horror. Like, because <laughs> it's monster. <laughs> I love that uh, Fred and George's little like side business is just like thriving, just like chugging along in the background. They're, just, like, <laughs> yeah. they're all hanging out and they're just like, hey, you want to order some treats? Yeah, these guys are going places. That's right. <laughs> uh, and I guess Hermione, we, we know previously she got her, she was like the victim of some tooth curse and she used that as an angle to get her teeth fixed, which I thought was very clever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, she's just like, <laughs> the Madame Pomfrey was like, say when, when they're back to your original size. <laughs> she was like, wait a little bit. Wait, <laughs> just. A little further. No, no. Yeah, that's good. Right there. That's fine. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, and we do finally hear from Sirius, and we finally find out what he was going to suggest, <laughs> you know, two chapters ago, I guess. Uh-huh. It was the... Was it Conjunctivitis? The conjunctivitis spell. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah. What do you do? Their eyes are their weak spot? You, you conjunctivitis their eyes? Apparently. That's what Crumb did. And what happened? The dragon crushed its eggs. I thought that was pretty fucked up. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about this before. Sorry. I want to go back for a second. <laughs> the way that the other people saw this thing, I was not okay with that. First of all, Cedric Diggory, do you remember what he did to... to Beat the dragon? He transfigured a rock to be a dog. Yeah. He, he, he set the dragon on a dog. I was like, that's not okay. Well, it's a rock that was just pretending to be a dog. Is it? I thought once you transfigured something, it was that thing. Yeah, like it's like it's a dog with pain and feelings and stuff? Yeah, I, it, and, was my... and it was a golden lab, too, which are like some of the sweetest dogs there are. So he's like, yeah, yeah, dragon, go wait, eat that dog. You mean dog. sweet, like, temperamentally or, like, flavor-wise? Because if it's flavor-wise, then totally that's the one you want. <laughs> that's a good point. This is the best dragon solution. The sweetest dragon. I hadn't thought one. about it that way, but I guess, yeah, it became a real creature that could, like, feel pain. And... I assume. I mean, like... Oh, that's fucked up. I know. And then, of course, Crumb uh, blinds it with, with, a, with a shot in the eyes. Yeah. How dare you try to protect your unborn children? Yeah, and which results in the dragon killing its unborn children. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I know. And also, aren't they like endangered creatures? Dragons? Uh, Are they? I don't remember. No? I can't, okay. Maybe. They might be. I, mean, I, I don't remember. I know that they're relatively rare, but I don't know if it's because they're endangered just because they're territorial. Mm-hmm. What did Fleur do? Uh, she tried to charm it, which didn't work out very well. Oh, okay. Like it fell asleep and then it like snorted and breathed some fire on it at her or something. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. That, that was, yeah, I'm okay with that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the more humane approach. Sorry, mm-hmm. I know that was like a little sidebar, but I I, mean, I wanted to talk about that with you guys. I thought that was right, fucked yeah. up. Mm-hmm. No, no, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but Sirius's suggestion was to use conjunctivitis on the dragon, which I guess works, but. You know, yeah, I guess that's the, the expert play. Yeah. Because I guess Crum Crum is probably the the most. Uh, well, I don't know. What, what, is he is, is he an expert? Is he the most? He adept? Seems to be really good at what he's doing. Yeah, that's true. In terms of magical ability, though, I don't know if we know who's the strongest of the three adult or seventeen year old champions. Yeah, I mean, presumably of the that's the point of the Triwizard Tournament, right? Right. Because they're each the in theory the the pinnacle of their school's talent. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we remember we <clears throat> we previously talked about the fact that Dobby has no sense of personal boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter wakes up Christmas morning with Dobby staring into his face, <laughs> breathing and watching him sleep. Oh, oh, it's fine, Mister Harry. I've only been here for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Well, Dobby does have. He's using his wages to uh, start a side business, making socks, which I thought was kind of cute. Because he loves socks. And he's, he, as he mentions, he has seven of them now. He's very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, he makes little socks with like little patterns on it. And all I could think of was like, I would buy Dobby socks. 
I'd pay that guy money for like you know custom socks with all kinds of cool patterns on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm done with that. He's got a good thing going. I mean, they're made of wool. I don't know. I don't think I've ever worn wool socks. Uh, they're warm. Yeah, they wick. Good that, for England. That's probably why we don't have them here in Texas. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No Our wood. socks are yeah, made no house elves here. That's right. The natural, the naturally occurring fibers of Texas, <laughs> yucca plants and cactus. <laughs> cactus socks. Right. Live oak socks. That's right. So, you know, just at least he's, at least he's developing something, yeah. you know. Yeah. Ron's obsession with Hermione's date is getting really weird. I mean, it's pretty clear to me that he has feelings for her. He just doesn't really realize it yet. Yeah, and he's maybe he's at that age where it's, like, not okay to, like... It's not really okay to like someone like someone because it's still kind of like that awkward place. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely causing him to react in some really, like, kind of stupid ways. Sometimes 14-year-old boys act like assholes. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, sometimes. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't feel unrealistic or anything like that. It's just like, God damn it, Ron. Yes. Mm-hmm. It feels very authentic. And I think that she is making the point that this is just an age thing by all the by talking about, like, Fred and George are way more... Everybody else is way more laid back about it than they are. But it's like the end of the world for them. Oh, yeah. If I try and think about like how I talked to girls when I was 14, I was like, I, I can't recall exactly where I was, but I, I know it was pretty fucking awkward, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember the awkwardness of it. The horrible, horrible awkwardness. Looking back, it's like easy. It's just like a matter of like experience and knowing that like it's not the end of the world if someone isn't like into you or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it feels like everything, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. It, the the secret is you make sure all of your gestures end up pointing towards your dick. That's right. <laughs> no matter what you're doing. Yeah. All the smells. It's like draw, draw the eye. Draw Sweet the... Guardian Leviosa. <laughs> I was pointing out my crotch listeners. Yes, indeed. And so was Jeff. Yes. In, a- in fact, we all were. Akio JJ. It is extra difficult, though, because if a girl rejects them, like, they, they live. They all live in the same place. Like, you can't get away from that shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not that different from high school, right? Like, if you're in high school... In high school, school you can go home. That's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Like, if you ask about Hermione, she literally lives in your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would have... They would They would both have had a lot to lose if they started a relationship with Hermione that did not work well. That is yeah. true. I mm-hmm. think these guys are both fools. Hermione's an ace... They should be dating her right now. They should be locking that down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looks like she, she's like, you can tell now that she's going to be successful in life, right? Like, yeah. She should, yeah, lock that down for sure. And she keeps serving herself over and over again to be a really good friend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Much better than either of them. She's yes. like the best friend. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, you know, shitty. Mm-hmm. But luckily, she gets her. She's all that moment where yeah. they see her and they're like, whoa, whoa, "What?" Oh man, yeah, she drops some jaws. It's pretty cool. I know mm-hmm. she's and, looking all hot and stuff. And Ron's acting all jealous, and then so is Karkaroff. Apparently, it's it's funny. There's this weird thing where Ron, <laughs> like Crumb and Hermione, walk in together, and like Ron's looking at him a certain way, and then Harry notes that Karkaroff is looking at him kind of the same way. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is your deal, Karkaroff? <laughs> He's okay. got the hots for Crumb. I, I, he, he has an attachment to Crumb. He probably wants Crumb to be a Death Eater or whatever. Oh, maybe that's what it is. He's trying to recruit him and Crumb's like, you know, no, I want to date Hermione because she's awesome. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they find out that Crumb has been spending all his time in the library just to work up the nerve to talk to Hermione. Mm-hmm. I know. I thought that was pretty that cute. Was pretty sweet. Got to be really hard to be a world-famous athlete who just did this amazing... Thing in front of a hundred thousand wizards. You mean lost the world series? <laughs> yeah, he still he flew really well. That's true. He did he did a very good job. Yeah, I mean, if you're like in the NFL, it'd probably be a lot easier if you were champion. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm happy, I'm happy but, for but Hermione's her. a catch. Like he's he's smart. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. She's like an excellent excellent choice. Call her the golden snitch, if you will, <laughs> of, of ladies. And he's a seeker. He caught her. Golden. There you go. So I think the dance goes really well for Harry. You know, he, I liked how it's described. Where he just sort of holds Parvati, and, and they just sort of turn around in a circle for a while uh, he, and then everybody starts dancing and he's fine sounds exactly like a middle school dance yeah, yeah totally and he, I, in a way he kind of picked the perfect date because she was like managing the situation from like start to finish yeah. he was like we're going to walk over here and I'm going to do this dancing thing and then we're going to walk over here and we're done yeah <laughs> and she kind of gets what she wants out of it she just wants to be on the arm of the great Harry Potter yeah I think she probably would prefer that Harry didn't uh, wasn't clearly like attracted and interested in some other girl at the dance like 
to the point that he was obsessively staring at her. But you know, other than that, <laughs> right? Yeah, and that he, she and her sister probably wished that Ron and Harry didn't sit down at a table and argue for the rest of the party. <laughs> I know, and eventually they just you know go off and dance with some boba Hunt boys, which you know what, that's fine. You know what, they 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 did their thing, and I think they were a lot happier. Yeah, the mm-hmm. they got pretty rods. <laughs> the Bobaton boys? Yeah. yeah. Oh, because Pretty Sticks. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but, but in a way, it sounds like Ron kind of dodged a bullet with Flourish. He's like kind of a dick because they're sitting together at dinner and all she's doing is just like... Trashing on Hogwarts. Trashing on Hogwarts full mm-hmm. time. So, you know. How great was the band? The Weird Sisters? I know. <laughs> I was like, wizard rock stars. This is cool. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were like really... I think they said they're really hairy and they have like artfully cut like ripped jeans or whatever i was like oh sweet that's pretty rad Mm -hmm. very cool the dance scene is actually kind of cute like overall you know Mm -hmm. but again harry and ron are terrible dates they are they end up going outside and just happen to overhear a lot of interesting things yeah Mm -hmm. like i I think this is actually kind of funny because it's this garden scene where they're like walking around they overhear these different things happening Mm -hmm. like they overhear karkaroff and snape Talking about something, you know. Yeah, Karkaroff, right, yeah. they're arguing about something. And Karkaroff says, it's been getting clearer and clearer. I'm thinking about fleeing. But we don't know what that is. I, I bet I, it's Voldemort. Oh, I was going to say, I think it's like, they know that Harry Potter is going to like come come after them. It's <laughs> 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 getting clearer and clearer. He's going to kill us. I'm thinking about fleeing. And Snape is like, I'm not afraid of Harry, but he should be. <laughs> <laughs> Mad-Eye Moody, Cedric yeah. Diggory, Severus Snape, Karkaroff. <laughs> And these bushes are full of sex. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, like every bush that is mentioned in the in this whole scene is like rustling, and if they bump it, like people fall out. Yeah. I know. Isn't Snape going around like zorching bushes and like <laughs> scaring the students out of him? Ten points from Hufflepuff. Ten points from Ravenclaw. Yeah, Fleur's getting busy with Roger Davies. Yeah. The... We've never heard of. I guess. I yeah, know. he's like the Ravenclaw team captain or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. another Quidditch player. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I kind of wondered about this up until now because Hogwarts is essentially a high school, right? Where all the students live together and the dorms mm-hmm. are co-ed. I was just like... Right, yeah, there's no... I mean, there's a prefect who's yeah. the same age as the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like... But there's no grown-ups there. And yeah. I'm assuming they know, like, birth control spells. Uh, they must, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And what's the birth control spell? <laughs> no, that's the morning after spell. And what is the morning after spell? <laughs> Fetus deletus. <laughs> oh, God. I forgot about that. That's good, Alice. Yeah, that's fucked up. Oh, boy. Going back to romantic entanglements, though, they also, Ron and Harry also overhear a conversation between Hagrid and Madame Maxime, where we find out for sure that Hagrid is half-giant. Yeah. And he asks Madame Maxime what might be the dumbest question I've ever heard, which was, was it your mother or your father who was a giant? Because let's stop and think about this for a second. Could a human female have a giant dude? That is a good question. And then have that baby and live? That is a good question. That, that, that did not actually occur to me. What occurred to me is that it was a stupid thing because like she was clearly not like going to respond well to that. But yeah. you're totally right. Like Physiologically, well, they're wizards, right? Yeah, but I still don't know how you could carry a half... I mean, putting aside, like, giant dick sizes, like, I don't know how you could give birth to a half-giant baby. So, Mm. Game of Thrones has covered this explicitly. Has it really? Yes. Let's hear it. In Game of Thrones, they specify that uh, human women can have giant babies, but they often don't survive the conception and never survive the pregnancy. Mm -hmm. It's a bad scene. I Interesting. I don't remember. Oh, in the books. In the oh, books. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. But in this case, Hagrid's mother was a giantess, and his dad was just a dude who was into big women. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is my fantasy. Yeah. Like I've heard that's lady. a whole thing. It is a thing. Yeah. yeah thing. It's a, it's a, is there a word for it? We're like, like a tiny guy. I'm sure. Or like a really is. big woman. God, was it? Was it's it? It's definitely a fetish. I can't remember what it's called. It's. I, this is funny. <laughs> it's funny. I mean, yeah. good, good to them, you know, good on them or whatever. But. Yeah, this guy found his dream girl, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. I mean, it sounds like, at least according to the references, we've got giants are also crazy murderers. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you, no relationship is perfect, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ron doesn't do a very good job explaining it. He says giants aren't very nice, and they do have that reputation. 
but we don't know if that's fair or not because as we've learned reputations in the wizard world and generalizations are not always accurate yeah i was wondering the same thing like we at this point i would not take a wizard's word for anything that they say is like this is what those creatures are like because we see the deal with house elves and we see the deal with werewolves like werewolves are, are dangerous but the people who are werewolves are not necessarily like bad people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what the deal is with giants. What we do know is that giants almost went extinct and uh, that the Aurors had something to do with that. So I was like, did they go extinct or did they get extincted by the wizards? Because <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Yeah, it does. The giants were on some land that the wizards wanted, so that, they weren't giants anymore. Right. It's time to bring civilization to those giants. Yeah. But Hagrid had a super, super sad life because his mom ran off real quick. His dad died when he was 12, and then Dumbledore just kind of, like, adopted him and then gave him his job as a gameskeeper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it uh, makes young. sense that Hagrid would be so loyal to yeah. Dumbledore, right? And when, when he unburdens himself to Madame Maxime, she goes ice cold and ditches him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that was, it was pretty sad. I felt bad for Hagrid because, you know, for someone like him, he probably doesn't have a lot of romantic options being as big as he is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... I felt bad for Madame Maxime. It's obvious that she has to, it's just that horrible having to fight that stigma and hide part of who you are, which yeah. is something we saw with Professor Lupin too. That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. She's probably like wrestling with some inner demons. Mm -hmm. This is a, a real hard situation for her too, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Well, especially because every, it's because it seems like everybody knows, like Harry doesn't know because he doesn't know anything about giants, but like Ron and everybody else, they seem to like, understand that she is definitely half-giant, but she's never able to actually just out and out say it. Well, actually, I, I'm not sure that's true, because I think every... When Hagrid... It is revealed that Hagrid is half-giant uh, mm -hmm. later, uh, everyone says, oh, I just thought XYZ happened. or Because in the wizarding world, there's probably, like, a dozen ways you could end up <laughs> giant, you know? Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't think that anyone assumed that Hagrid was half-giant, so maybe they wouldn't assume the same amount of Maxime. Maybe. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was a meandering discussion, but yeah, mm -hmm. like the, to close this chapter out, Cedric actually approaches Harry and gives him some inside info, like the... which is bullshit. And Harry even thinks that he's like, I told, I told Cedric it was dragons, and Cedric <laughs> gave me some sort of dumb like, just go take a bath, just take a bath with your egg. Yeah, like, uh... I don't know, maybe you come to the prefect's bathroom where you know I like to hang out, but there usually aren't a lot of people there. It's a nice bathhouse. Maybe you know the password. Maybe you go there late at night sometime. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. That's a yeah. little weird, isn't it? Uh -huh. Yeah, it's, it's certainly not as helpful as Harry's was. Yeah, if you want to know some answers, just go take a bath. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, Harry's clue wasn't that great it, he's for, like, didn't for he Cedric. Say, it's dragons. Didn't he say, you have to get past the dragon? That's like, yeah, but they didn't say you have to steal a thing from the dragon. Oh, he didn't well, know he that. didn't know that, but... Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, all we get is just take a bath. Yeah. I think he's coming on to Harry. Oh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's in the prefect bathrooms late at night, you know? Sometimes <laughs> yeah. the door's unlocked, you know? Maybe we run into each other, and you know? Maybe once I run into you, I can give you some more information. I don't know if you show up. <laughs> Do what I ask. Mm. Uh, and then the chapter ends with a big fight between Hermione and Ron. That was a long time coming. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wrote, down with Ron, in my notes. Yeah, I, like, I would say through this this book so far, Ron's been a very frustrating character, you know? Even at this point, he can't just be happy for his friend going on a date. Yeah. He can't be happy for his friend having her, uh, she's all that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ron's, Ron's having a tough time in this book. It is not representing him well. And, and he doesn't, uh, he, he actually, he liked Crumb up until now, and all of a sudden he hates Crumb, so it's like both sides, yeah. right? Well, that happened with Harry and Cedric Diggory, too. I didn't right? think that was very cool either. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. They're both pills. Yeah. Chapter 24, Rita Skeeter's Scoop. Hagrid has a sub, and I love, the, oh my gosh, I love this name. It's Professor Grubbly Plank. <laughs> I know, Grubbly Plank. Okay. I was a little sad that Hagrid wasn't there, but I was like, this person is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Crumbly Plank is a cool name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a much better animals teacher. Yeah. You mean she's a teacher at all? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, man, you know, uh, I mean, Hagrid's great, but, you know, having an actual professor who knows the subject would be, you know, nice. But no, no, Hagrid's great. Hermione even says it, right? She's coming out of the class like, man, uh, that was a really good class, right, guys? And they're like, they're like, Shut up, Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> we miss Hagrid. Well, it's it's 
bullshit because even if you discount everything else, they're spending literally the entire semester on one species. Yeah. Like, that's nonsense. It's charismatical creatures. Yeah, I mean, you maybe could make an argument that learning how to care for a creature that you don't know anything about is part of the lesson. <sighs> and that's uh, the best I got because otherwise well, I mean, it seems that, like... That's like a fair point. I, I think that would be a good lesson, but it shouldn't be like... Except he doesn't right? seem particularly bad or particularly good at that. Uh-huh. No, no. So, so far, I don't think they've actually succeeded in doing, in doing anything useful with these screws, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have no idea how these things are continuing to... Yeah, maybe like, are there students that are missing, right? I mean, every class, there's like another one. There could be, but it's not Harry Potter, so who cares? (laughs) Yeah. Like, lots of people die in this book, Jeff. It's not Harry Potter. (laughs) The book's about Harry Potter. Uh, It's not some rando students and the Goblet of Fire. But read and the reason Hagrid's gone is because Rita Skeeter's article came out and it just trashes Hagrid. Yeah, this is this is a this is a pretty rough thing. Although I was very interested to see that the the article contains information about where the blasted screws came from. Apparently, they are uh, like they're a, a hybrid between a manticore and a fire crab, which is weird because I don't know how you get a manticore and a fire crab to fuck because fire crabs are way out of manticore's league. <laughs> <laughs> they're way hotter. <laughs> You get the yeah, they're fire crabs. The fire crabs are hot. They're hotter, yeah. Plus they have STDs. <laughs> yeah, also. Yeah. That's what that's what pubic lice are called in the wizarding world, fire crabs. <laughs> what? God. Good jokes, guys. <laughs> Come on, our jokes are good. They're really smart. <laughs> Funny stuff. Uh, but yeah, apparently the blasted screws are not the reason nobody knows what they are is because they're some like weird hybrid that Hagrid made up, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he does. Every every one of Rita Skeeter's, Skeeter's articles are really fun, and I think J.K. Rowling really enjoyed writing them too because not too long ago she released she she wrote another article that takes place in like thirty years after the Harry Potter books and tell like where's Harry Potter now. Mm-hmm. Um, from the perspective of Rita Skeeter. So I think she just has a lot of fun with that. Yeah, I think she likes... It, it does feel like she likes this character. She she seems to have like fun kind of mm-hmm. with with her her mannerisms, her outfits. Like everything about her is very like colorful. She's you know? deliciously nasty. Yeah. I like Rita Skeeter. Mm-hmm. I know you do. I like that. this article. <laughs> it's Okay, to be fair, this article is not 100% bullshit, right? I mean, like there's some bullshit in there and she like, she leans on Hagrid in a way, but, but I mean like... It's the, the core truth here that Hagrid is half giant, that's a scandal. And that he is the care of magical creatures professor despite having no actual training right. and or actual knowledge. Yeah, not actually having graduated wizard school at all. Yeah, and Dumbledore hired him just because he's his friend, right? I yeah. mean, all that's true. So This middle school dropouts teaching classes with incredibly dangerous creatures that he knows nothing about. Yeah, no. I mean... Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just saying. Anyway, they all, they have their Hogsmeade trip. Yeah, they, they go to Hogsmeade together and they come across Ludo Bagman, who's talking to some goblins, Yeah, right? Yeah, and inside the three broomsticks, it seems like things are not going well for him. Yeah, he's talking to these goblins and I, he's talking to some goblins. And I guess goblins are like tough characters, right? Like mm-hmm. I think Hermione mentions that in the Goblin Rebellions, they learn that Goblins can like hold their own with wizards. Yeah, I love this is tantalizing info, in my opinion, about the Goblin Rebellions. I want to sit in on Miss Professor Ben's class. I know, I wish they'd stop that. Learn about these Goblin Rebellions because apparently Goblins, the Goblin Rebellions have been successful, right? And they've Mm -hmm. defeated the wizards. That's right. I want to know about that. They're running the banks because like they they won, right? (laughs) (laughs) They they control the resources and the wizards just go to the goblins for their resources. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting, yeah. Uh, but also we learned that Barty Crouch has gone missing, mm-hmm. which is ominous. He's considering mm-hmm. Bertha Jorkins also went missing and we know she's dead. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think I figured out what's up with Bagman. What's that? I think he is trying to turn Harry Potter into an asset mm-hmm. by making him complicit in a crime. Oh. That's why he keeps trying to cheat to help Harry Potter, because once he does that, he owns Harry Potter. So he. So is that how Bagman operates? Is he like... Gets people in his pocket. Oh, that's what I think. Yeah. Why his name's Bagman? It's Compromot, right? Yeah. 
That's a good point. Wow, I thought it was just he wanted Harry to win because he was betting on it, but you're saying, that's, yours is much darker. Yeah, yours probably makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this is something you can do, you know, if you there's a young kid with illustrious family connections and a lot of wealth, is mm-hmm. you can get some blackmail on him and you can just, just get, tie a little thread to him and then use that to tie another little thread to him and pretty pretty soon you own him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a puppet. But Harry's having none of it. Like, Bagman's like, hey, Harry, I can, I can help yeah. you out. And Harry's like... But that's cheating. And the back is like, what the fuck? Are you a cop or something? (laughs) (laughs) Who sent you? (laughs) Was trying to help you out. Didn't you cheat in the last task too? And Harry's like, but that's cheating. (laughs) (laughs) Are you trying to help Cedric cheat? Then I'm not cool with that cheating. You know, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a little silly. Yep. But Harry's all cheated out apparently. (laughs) No more cheating for me. Although he could use some cheating because this this challenge seems to be kind of an intellectual one. Yeah, that is not his strong suit. And so far... He has done exactly 0% of the work to solve that egg puzzle. <laughs> yeah. He has a clue that he, for some reason, he's, I guess, too proud to actually use even the clue that he has. Right. Because because Seedigs went on a date with the girl that he likes. Yeah. So now he's like, I'm not going to use this useful information that you gave me. Makes sense. Yeah. It's fine. Yep. Uh, Hermione totally antagonizes Rita Skeeter, which seems like a terrible idea to me. You know, I... I think exactly the opposite. I think Rita Skeeter needs to watch herself because she just crossed Hermione. And Hermione is a badass wizard. And also she's in Harry Potter's gang. And Harry Potter gang does not fuck her back. <laughs> like, like they do murders. Like Hermione can erase wizards with a word in the right ear. That's right. <laughs> the right ear of Harry Potter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, uh, I was like, Rita Skeeter, watch out because I think you just made the list now. It's mm-hmm. like, what is it? Mad Eye Moody. <laughs> Second Diggory. Rita Skeeter. Severus Snape. Spark her off. Spark her off. It's like Mad Eye Moody. Before he goes to bed. <laughs> it just says it over and over. I don't think you can, I don't think you can make Rita Skeeter angry. You know, I, I think she's going to dig for dirt. She's operating on a different level than these other people are. I don't know. I, she, they, she, they, she's not personal with her. She's, she's just out to destroy everybody because she's awesome. I think you're right. Uh, I, but I think that she, I don't think that she's unshakable. Like, I think she's got a really good mask, but they mentioned a couple times that she they'll say something and for a second it'll slip and mm. she'll be like back with a smile. Oh yeah, so when she's licking that magic quote quill, is she talking into it? No, it, it's like a thing you do with a, an ink pen, right? Like you, you suck on it to I thought she tip. was. I thought she was, maybe I read it wrong, I thought she was licking the back of it, the, like the top of it. Oh no, I think it's the tip, like she was sucking on the tip. Oh, like you do with the pen. okay, okay. Yeah, I, I kind of had this thought like she was whispering all the quotes into it or something. Oh, maybe. It's not real clear how that quill works. Like, is yeah. it actually her writing? Like, how does she make it do that? Is it sentient? Like, does, does it have a little knob, like snarky, you know, yellow journalism? Turn up the snark, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I assume she's trained it somehow because it, it, it would, I suspect it would be the kind of thing, and this is just me like making up canon, is she would write with it for a while and then it would learn her style and then from then on it would do things on its own. Could yeah. be. Yeah. Machine learning. Yeah, Focus exactly. Magic. Exactly. Magic machine learning. Mm-hmm. And then there's a really touching scene. Yeah. And they go visit Hagrid. And, yeah. and Dumbledore's there and, and they're all like, we don't care if you're half giant. Harry doesn't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's like, yeah, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? I just thought he was real big. Actually, no, he hadn't thought about it at all. He had literally never thought about it. That's right. He's why he was like, so he's big. Just, he's just a big person. That's the <laughs> thing that people are sometimes. He's real big. He's like Shaq. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except I guess like Twice the size of Shaq. Yeah. Bigger than Shaq. It's like a double Shaq. It's like a double Shaq, yeah. <laughs> like a Shaq stack. And there's like a throwaway... <laughs> Shaq stack, that's good. There's a throwaway uh, uh, statement where Dumbledore mentions something about his brother and a goat. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it's like, what? we all have family were, were ashamed of. My brother was arrested for using improper charms on a goat. <laughs> it's like, nobody's going to ask about that. <laughs> all right, we're just moving on past that one, I guess. that over there. Just, okay, yeah. I mean, maybe... Maybe that's not the comparison you want to make here. <laughs> like, they might not cheer up Hagrid that much. Yeah, at least you're not a goat fucker. <laughs> <laughs> he's, gonna, he's like, you know what? Aberforth never cared that they wrote all that shit about in the newspaper, but he couldn't read, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Lord, right, either being really funny or throwing some major shade on his brother. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. But either way, this is a really sweet scene where they're, you know, like, they're there being supportive and Hagrid talks a little bit about like how he feels about it. I thought yeah. that was really cute. Mm-hmm. How... Uh, you know, he's really wanting Harry to win because he wants to show that... Wait, he says that he wants to show that somebody who's not pure blood can win. Isn't Harry pure blood? No. His sister 
excuse me, his mother. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Because the Dursleys. She was born in a Muggle yeah. family. Petunia. Uh, Petunia? Yeah. 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 Petunia is, is so, but is Harry a, a mudblood then? Technically. I mean, it depends. Like, what percentage of your blood has to He's, be, yeah. be mudblood? <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, I guess I guess Harry is a descendant of a, of a half half pure blood or whatever so either way he's pure, probably not pure enough for the Malfoys right right yeah even if he comes from a good wizarding family mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah it was, just like, it was like a sweet scene where Hagrid's like I want you to win because I want you to show them that you don't have to be like perfect to be awesome yeah and Harry's like good thing because I am not any I'm not good <laughs> smart I may not be smart I may not be like clever I may not be good at solving problems <laughs> but I'm gonna win this because I'm Harry fucking Potter <laughs> Well, while well, you guys are all here, does anybody want to help me cheat? <laughs> <laughs> Since I got all of you in the room, I've got this egg. I have no idea what we're doing with this egg, guys. Mm-hmm. But at that point, Harry decides it's time to take a bath with the egg, I guess. Yeah. That's it for this week's episode. Next time, we're going to be reading chapters 25 through 28 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. I am Alice Sullivan. That's at Alice M. Sullivan on Twitter or Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I am Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Micah Sparkman, and I don't have any of those things. (laughs) If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at mwapodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please share us with anyone who you think will like us. Please give us good reviews. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash club. Please like us in real life. We're super likable. Until next time. Finite Podcast. Podcast.